Welcome to TerryWilson3.com. Home of TW3. Are you ready to take your money, business, and life to the next level? You are worth more, and you're about to hear how and why. So buckle up and listen up as we journey to the next level. Please welcome your guys to reach your goals, the TW3 family. 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 Welcome to episode 569, where we are going to dive deep into the challenges and triumphs of embarking on new endeavors. In today's show, we'll explore the difficulties we face when starting anything and how these hurdles often hinder our progress. Whether it's a personal project, a career change, or even a lifestyle adjustment, we've all experienced the struggle of taking that initial step. So. Grab a cup of coffee, sit back, and join us as we discuss the five key reasons why starting anything can be so darn difficult. Are you tired of feeling undervalued and overlooked? Do you want to learn how to unlock your true potential and achieve success in your career? If so, we have the perfect solution for you. Introducing You Are Worth More by Terry Wilson. This book is your ultimate guide to discovering your unique value in the marketplace. Developing and growing it and monetizing it. Yes, you heard that right. Monetizing your value. With Terry's guidance, you can learn how to turn your skills and talents into a profitable business venture. One that fits your interest, skills, and personality. So don't wait any more time feeling undervalued and underpaid. Visit YouAreWorthMoreBook.com to download your free sample copy of You Are Worth More and start your journey to success today. This book is a game changer and it can be yours for free. So what are you waiting for? Visit YouAreWorthMoreBook.com now and start unlocking your true potential. You Are Worth More by Terry Wilson. Get your free copy today. Inspiring, informative, and informational. This is TW3. Here's your host, Terry Wilson. The hardest part of starting anything is just getting started. You've probably heard that. And you probably know that that's true because you've experienced it. How many times have you tried to start a new health plan? Maybe you've tried a side business. Maybe you've tried this new uh, hobby. Maybe you've tried this new thing that you're going after. And you've heard and experienced the old cliche, the hardest thing about starting is getting started. But there's a real reason. It's not just because you're lazy or I'm lazy. There are some real obstacles that if we're not cognitive of and appreciative of these obstacles, then we just assume it's all about us and start judging our own character and our own ability to follow through and our own commitments. And sure, all of those things have a lot to do with getting stuff done and staying persistent and and being committed. Yes, all of those characteristics, we all should have inner fortitude and the ability to do what we say we're going to do. And if you're going to lie to anyone, don't lie to yourself, you know, all of that stuff. You know, and I've been I've been guilty as anyone saying, hey, if you ever want to feel good about yourself, do something that makes you feel good about yourself. So I'm old school in that. But but there are some real things. There are some real scenarios. There are some real challenges. There's some real obstacles that if you're not appreciative of, at least give place to and think about and plan for then it's in your blind side and you don't see it and then it's always there and it's always the reason why you don't start or you don't stay persistent 
or you don't find that success you're looking for. There's a passage there in, uh, I think it's, 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 I think it's Psalms, but it could be Proverbs, but it's David. And I know that. And he's saying, search me, O Lord, see if there's any iniquity in me. I tell you, that has always been a very puzzling prayer to me until recent. I'll tell you why. Most of the time when I do something wrong, I don't have to ask God or anyone else for that matter to say, hey, what am I doing? I know what I'm doing wrong. I know that, you know, at least that was my attitude up until here recently. So that prayer is like, search me, oh God, look inside me and, and search me out and, and show me and reveal to me any iniquity, any, any wrongdoing, any, any place that's out of alignment with the perfect way that I'm supposed to conduct and have and enjoy and experience my life. That was always puzzling to me because I was like, you know, I, when I tell a fib, when I'm unkind, when I don't do things the right way, I'm aware of it. I know. And it's just like I do it anyway. And it's just like I go back to Paul, uh, you know, wretched man. I, the things I want to do, I don't. And the things I do, I don't want to do. You know, so that makes sense to me. But this whole thing of David saying, search me, tell me what. But here recently and running and thinking and in meditation and all of this, I really are starting to appreciate the fact that. We all, because I was listening to a podcast, and it was uh, one of these podcasts. It's a Think Fast, Talk Smart podcast. It was, it was produced by the uh, folks out at Stanford University, and it's a great podcast on communication and uh, mindset and those kind of things. It's a little pointed headed. It's a little more prefer, uh, professorial, if you will. You know, so you got to excuse some of the fifty cent words they want to throw around, but. It's very applicable for business people. So if you're a business person, I tell you, listen to that. I listen to Jordan Peterson. I listen to that. You know, I listen to a lot of these guys that, you know, sometimes I have to stop and say, what are they saying? Look it up and all that. But nonetheless, the person on there was talking about if they had to produce a slide deck and give a talk to people who are entrepreneurial minded people, people who are goal oriented people, people that want to do something, want to achieve something, want to go somewhere. And you had to title that slide deck for your talk. What would you title it? And what this person said was profound. I just thought this was just brilliant because it brings me back to what David said. Search me. Oh God, tell me, is there anything? Where am I missing it? And the title was this. What everyone knows that you don't about you. It's like, what? What everyone else knows about you that you don't. What everyone knows about you that you don't. Wow. And what they were talking about is based on our personality types, based on a lot of things that make up who we are psychologically. We all, we all have blind spots. And what the author of this and the person speaking on the podcast was bringing home was the value of having people around you, iron sharpens iron, that can help you see what you don't see and appreciate that there's this huge blind spot in all of us. If you're a very 
hard driven a type personality goal oriented that means you probably more than likely need someone in your life to say hey you need to be more empathetic and look at this if you're a very empathetic person a person that that's always uh giving people a second third and fourth chance and always seeing why someone might be struggling you probably need someone in your life a little more a type say hey the problems that people have are the answers to it live on the inside of them and just there's a difference between giving people a safety net and a hammock you know so it's that balance it's that balance that we all have to have other people in our lives balancing us out so we don't go too far one way because the truth lies somewhere in the whole counsel of wisdom not just trying to you know get in one ditch or the other and so i felt that was just absolutely profound so that brings me to if you're having a hard time getting started, maybe one of these five things might be in your blind spot. It might be something that you're struggling with. It might be something that you need a coach, a mentor, someone that's working with you to help you work through it. Because if you haven't been able to put your finger on, why is it that I just can't get this thing started? I just can't get this this fitness program and this 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 thing under, I just can't get this new campaign in my business started. I just can't get that new business launched and I've always wanted to do it. I just can't get started. Here are five reasons that could be holding you back. Some of these might be in your purview and you see it, you can self-address it. Some of them might be there and you don't see it. And that's the value of being in a mastermind and being around coaches and being around other people that can mentor help you because iron sharpens iron. Number one, the first thing that you have to overcome to start anything is inertia. Starting anything new requires overcoming the inertia of our daily routines and comforts. It can be challenging to break free from familiar patterns and take the first step toward something unfamiliar and potentially uncomfortable. Prime example, my church. We just launched a few months ago this app now we have a website we have marketing assets to reach the community with we have an internal app that manages the membership of the church all the various ministries within the church all the different organizations and groups that are getting together those events those calendars the communication back and forth it's all done on that app but guess what it's has to be a constant reminder use the app use the app use the app use this why because number number one it's a new piece of technology that people are not used to using the leaders the staff the pastors the laity the the directors it takes some time to get everyone familiar with this new routine they're having to break away from an old mindset an old inertia the pattern that they were in we were always done well a lot of people don't have uh landlines anymore and people want a text or they want email or they want just a, a voicemail on their system they don't have time to sit there and talk like they used to life has gotten busier people want to be communicated to in different ways some people they like the face-to-face they want the time the one-on-one the knee to knee the face-to-face you know type stuff other people don't but with using the technology you can meet people on any level they want to be engaged with 
You can meet them if they just want text, if they just want a social media post, if they just want a voicemail, if they just want an email, if they want an actual call, if they want to actually meet. All of that can meet people in their preferred communicational style. But to implement this piece of technology and this new way of communicating, we have to break away from our old ways and old thinking of doing things. And that that transcends every organization I've ever been in, whether it be my business, whether it be my church, whether it be my family, whether it be my neighbors, whether it be my groups. You know as well as I do, to do anything new takes some time, takes some intentionality. It takes it takes a lot to get a group of people, myself included, going in a direction that is new, unfamiliar. One of the hardest things to do when it comes to new clients that we have is we give them a piece of technology that will allow them to engage uh, leads multiple different ways, but they still go back to the old way of doing things. Why? Because that's what's familiar. The problem is they bought into a system, a program, a plan, because what they were doing Obviously, was it effective enough? Was it working well enough to stay there? So they recognized there had to be change. But the problem is the change causes them to have to break away from what is comfortable, those routines, those zones of comfort. This I enjoy doing it this way. I just soon pick up a phone and talk to someone. Well, a lot of people can't be reached by phone anymore and They don't want to be talked to that way. They want to be engaged in a different way so they can manage the communication. So the first thing that's going to push back on you and me when it comes to trying to start anything new, whether it be technology, whether it be uh, the way I eat, the way I do anything, is just overcoming the inertia that I'm currently working within. Because that inertia, that momentum, that direction, those routines, those habits, those comforts, I've developed comfort around those. And we have a, a, just a biological and psychological predisposition to fight against anything that brings discomfort. But growth happens when we become uncomfortable because growing means something has to break away and break through and new uh, synapses has to take place and new new arteries and, and roots have to go out in the soil and find new ways of nutrients and all that. All of that, all of that biological process that we can see in nature, that's what's going on in the mind. That's what's going on in the psychology. That's what's going on in our emotions and our feelings and everything else. But I think if you can be intentional about it, not that it makes it any easier, but now you can recognize, oh, this is why I'm uncomfortable doing this. But here's the great thing about inertia. Here's the great thing about momentum. Momentum can keep you fat and lazy on the couch or it can keep you in shape and not even thinking about it because you're in this routine that I work out every day and I do things this way. So momentum can either hurt us or help us. Get inertia working on your side for you to grow rather than to keep you where you're at. So number one, you're going to have to overcome is the inertia that you've established in the routine that you're currently in. Number two. 
attention all small business owners. Are you looking to expand your reach and grow your customer base? Look no further than having a website and blog for your business. With a website and blog, you can increase your visibility, cost-effectively market your products or services, and build trust and credibility with potential customers. A blog is also a great way to engage with your customers and build a community around your brand. And the best part? You can access all this valuable information 24-7. Don't get left behind. Give your business the competitive edge it needs and create a website and blog today. You can get a professional website hosted with all the software you need for as little as $10 a month by going to terrywilson3.com slash hosting. That's terrywilson3.com slash hosting. Slash hosting. Slash Become an Elite TW3 member today and gain access to our mastermind group. The way you, you get into things is, you know, for someone like me, it's just, it's great to be around. Terry, you have made a huge impact in my life. I'm so grateful that God has brought you into my life. You're, you're the, the genuine article. You live what you talk about. Right now, Terry, I am so inspired after listening to you for the last 25, 30 minutes. You got so jazzed up. I'm still blown away by your story. Because with that, you just bring so much experience. When I think of Terry Wilson, I think about the comeback kid. Oh, I think today is just demoed exactly in brilliance that you share. I truly believe the only way to go to the next level is to grow to the next level. Take your personal growth to the next level by joining the TW3 Mastermind Group today. Inspiring, informative, and informational. This is TTW3. Fear of failure. Starting something new often brings along a fear of failure. The possibility of not succeeding or meeting our own expectations can be daunting, leading to hesitation and procrastination. This fear can be paralyzing and prevent us from taking the initial leap required. How many times I cannot count on one hand, set of hands, fingers and toes over 15 years of helping thousands of people take their money, business and life to new levels. It is almost comical to see that people will buy all of this technology and all this stuff that that our platform will allow them to do. And they never use the first piece of technology. They don't send out any text. They don't send out any email. They don't create their first blog. They never launch their first campaign. They have done nothing but study because it's easy to study. It's easy to take the training, the course. It's easy to come to the live meetings. It's easy to get excited and see what other people are doing. We just had someone make $12,000 in our elite mastermind just this past. In one week, they set a goal for four grand and made uh, $12,000. How did that happen? It wasn't on anything that they had been. They had launched a brand new campaign using our tools, using our technology, using our techniques, a brand new product line, a brand new technique, a brand new everything. And it, boom, it happened for them. Now, sometimes it don't happen. That same person, that same client will be in mastermind and say, hey, I shot a blank. I've tried this. I can't tell you how many times I've tried to do something and it felt master. And I tell people this and I don't think they believe but nine out of 10 new campaigns, new products, new things that I do, they fail and they fail miserably. 
but I only have to have that one out of 10. And once I get something that's working, figure out how to scale it. I get it scaled. I get it automated. I set it on autopilot and boom, I've got that thing over. And that is another vertical for me making money. And I go to the next thing. That is how you build wealth. But if you stay in this perpetual fear of failure, you will never start your first thing. And so I want you to get really comfortable with failure. You have to. Failure is your friend. Failure is not an enemy. Failure is not a person. Failure is an event that if looked at properly is a master teacher on how I can do things better and grow my business, grow my influence, have greater impact and influence in the world that I've been called to serve and ultimately become successful. I've never had a success. I've never had one success that was not absolutely paved with one failure after the next. I enjoy the lessons and uh, the uh, the value I get. I don't enjoy failure. I don't enjoy failure. But I've learned to enjoy the value I get from failure. Because failure is nothing more than that next stepping stone, that next paver that's taking me ultimately to the end result, which is my ultimate success. TW3 is nothing more than and a, a group of people led by someone who has used all different types of software systems and strategies and failed more than most. So I can go back and say, okay, here is the tool, the technique, and the training I used to do this. So you can learn from me and you don't have to fail as often as I have. But if it wasn't for failure, there would be no TW3. If it wasn't for failure, there would be no Terry. I thank God for the fact that he allowed me to fail in a way that it didn't ultimately kill me. It always refined me. It never defined me. It never confined me. It just made me more and more refined. And as I was more and more refined, my value kept going up, up, and up. You have to get comfortable with the idea of failure. And the way you do that is start contextualizing of what failure is and is not. It's not about you. Quit identifying. And, And let me tell you this. Don't identify with success either. Because whether I fail or I win, I am who I am. These are events. See, the definition, I don't want to get too deep into this because it could go, you know, that's not what it's about. But my identity is not even wrapped up in who or what I define. My my identity is called by, from, and for my maker. I don't even have the authority to identify as a winner or a loser. It's not my right. I've been called by someone who has the right. And so when, I, when it comes to, to winning and losing, 
if you can if you can be anchored in your identity and you can be anchored in who who you are because of whose you are then all of a sudden failure and winning is just things that happen and I learn from both. And as I learn from both and extrapolate lessons from both, I ultimately succeed, win, and experience life on a higher plane and a higher level, regardless of the score. Now that, when we can get there, when I can get there, and when I can operate on that level, I ultimately, are, whether whatever the score is, I'm walking away better off then I entered the game. And that's what it's all about. Number three, lack of clarity and being overwhelmed. Starting a new project or endeavor can feel overwhelming, particularly when we lack a clear roadmap or vision. The abundance of options, choices, and information available can create confusion and make it difficult to know where to begin. Lack of clarity and overwhelmed. I was just meeting with a client yesterday and uh, they fell in love with a product. They absolutely head over heels have fallen in love with a product that they have bought themselves. They liked it so much. They went back to the manufacturer and said, I want to get in business with you and resell this product. I like it so much. That's great. I love that because the easiest thing to sell in the world is something you're passionate about. Okay. But here's my coaching to him and my coaching to you free of charge today. You, when you are starting a business specifically, there are three get on points. In other words, you got to either start on at this point, this point, or this point. And it's very important to have clarity about one of these three points. Now, he started on the product. He says, I'm going to start a business based on this product because I love this product. Great, you can do that. But here are the pain points that come with that. Number one, who are the people that will buy that product? So you're going to school. You better learn who those people are. And it's sometimes it's not as intuitive as you think. Sometimes you assume that everybody that's like you will like the same thing that you like. And sometimes that's just not the case. So understanding who those people are based on their interest, based on their demographics, that is lesson number one, right after you pick the product. If it's a product, then you gotta understand who are the people. And then you better understand the process it takes to get in front of those people, uh, deliver value to those people, and ultimately close those people. Because every people group, there's a different process to get in front of them, to present to them, and to ultimately close them. Okay, so if you start with a product, then you've got to go to school on learning who the people are that buy that product and the process to get in front of those people and close those people. Now, if you start with and you say, well, that's just this intuitive theory. And uh, not really, because I can tell you after 15 years of coaching other people, they come to me saying, hey, here's what I'm good at. This is the process that I like to do because I just I just want to be knee to knee face to face with people and I want to sell to them. And here's the product I'm interested in selling. Well, the product might not be sold that way. It might not be sold face to face, even though that's the process you like. 
I like sales. I like to be in front of people. I don't want to be behind a computer screen. I don't have to write. I don't have to text. I don't have to email. I want to, I'm old school. I've been in this game for a long time. I'm door to door, face to face, knee to knee. Get me in front of someone and I will close that someone. Well, your product that you offer may not be sold that way anymore. So all of a sudden there's an incongruency. You either got to let go of your process or let go of your product and pick up another product that's sold. So what's more important to you? The way you do business, your process, the product you sell, or the people group. Maybe you've got a great product, you know how to get in front of those people, but the people you get in front of, you have a difficult time building rapport with. You either don't like them or they don't like or trust you. Now, I, I'm serious. When, when you start a business, you got to get three. You got to get clear on one of those three. Maybe you say, hey, these are the type of people I like. I like dealing with people in the southeast that are sports fans that, uh, you know, they're not too rich. They're not too poor. They're just good middle class people. I build report. Maybe they're church going people because that's who I am. So then I start there. Well, what are the pain points that those folks are having? Because that's going to tell me what my product is. And then once I figure out what my product is, I know what the process is to get that product in front of those people so I can present value and close them. But you got to start somewhere. You either got to start with the people, the product, or the process. Because those are the three things, and you got to master all three to get in front, to close, and to make a profit. That is how business is done. I offended someone the other day, and I was just joking. But this is the, they was talking about businesses. Business is nothing more than finding out what the pain point is of a group of people you can sell to and what product they need, and then finding a way of putting yourself in between those people and the solution they need and skimming off the top. That's what business is. You don't have a product if it don't solve a solution or solve a problem. If it's not a solution, it's not a product. Everything that is purchased, it either fills their stomach up, puts roof over their head, lets them sleep at night with some sort of sense of security, entertains them, it solves some sort of problem. And the quicker you can figure out what problem your product solves, the quicker you can start speaking to the pain that people have because of not having that solution. And then all of a sudden, it's nothing, it's not, you're not selling burgers anymore. You're selling, wouldn't it be nice to sit down and not have to worry about cooking dinner yourself and enjoy something that is actually good to eat? In a relaxed environment that will make your mouth water because of this, this, and you just start talking about all. That's what selling and marketing is. It's not talking about the actual product. It's talking about the problems people have because they don't have the product. Number four, in starting and the challenge people have in starting this obstacle, it's a big one. Most people have this, a lot of them, they don't even see it. But that is this sense of perfectionism and self-doubt. Striving for perfection and doubting our own abilities can be significant barriers in starting something new. The desire to have 
Everything planned out perfectly or waiting for the right moment can lead unnecessary delays and missed opportunities. If you find yourself constantly working on a product, the graphics, the website, the funnel, everything else, you're constantly tinkering and constantly, and you're not actually running traffic through there, you haven't even started marketing it, then I want to encourage you, stop making perfect the enemy of good. My process in everything I do is bare bone, basic skeleton stuff, throw it out there, start marketing it. If I don't get a response on it, I leave it and go to the next thing. Once I start getting interest, then I start seeing holes in this presentation, in this product, in whatever. Oh, I'm getting a ton of questions that are asking me this. Let me design an automated funnel that will answer. Oh, that funnel, when they do this, they're, I'm losing some people. So let me design something here that will fill in the gap here of where I'm losing that traffic. Oh, and all of a sudden, I'm creating all this interest. I'm creating all this traffic. I'm creating all these questions. And that informs me how to design my funnel, how to design my campaign, how to design everything. But so many times I'll see clients spend weeks, weeks developing everything they need. And they don't know if this will bring the first person to them. So let me encourage you, don't over-engineer anything until you start. I always tell people this, when it comes to automation, when it comes to funnel design, when it comes to doing all of this stuff that all of this technology and AI and all this stuff will do, keep in mind what it does. It solves a problem a marketing problem, a communicational problem. It does a lot of the heavy lifting of that client nurturing. It solves those problems. But don't create a solution until you've actually got a problem. If I don't have clients coming to me and opting in and asking for information, I don't have a problem to solve. Wait till you have a problem before you try to start solving the problem. Now, I know you're saying, well, I can anticipate. Well, that's great. I'm just telling you, do bare bone, basic, opt in, here's your information, and a call to action. To do. I'm just, where are these people going? What are they interested in? How far are they willing to, to engage? What's the conversion rate? I get into, I, you know, I want to create, I'm out there when I first launch a new product, a new service, a new business, the first thing I'm doing is creating a ton of problems because I don't know where those problems are. I don't know what they are until I start making a bunch of waves and hey, I got this new product or service. It does this, it does this, it does this. It's gonna help you here. And then people are start coming to me and they're asking this and they're asking that. And then I'm basically accumulating how are these people reacting? What are they commonly asking? All of that. And that informs my follow-up sequence, my emails, my call to action, everything. So don't let perfect be the enemy of good i'd rather just throw a good campaign together that's got tons of problems but i'm trying to test it out to see 
what's the response going to be? And then once I start getting in the response, once I start getting some inertia, I start saying, okay, here's where I, my, I've got a problem in my funnel. Here's where I've got a problem in my video. I'm not getting a lot of opt-ins. Here's, I'm getting a lot of people dropping off as soon as they opt in. So I start solving the problems as they manifest themselves. And I don't try to anticipate what it might be. Number five, and finally, limited resources and time restraints. Starting anything often requires resources such as time, money, skills, and support. Limited availability for these resources can pose challenges and make it difficult to initiate new projects or pursue new goals. Juggling existing responsibilities and commitments can also contribute to a lack of time and energy needed to start something new. I've always said this. It offends my <laughs> it offends my wife when I say it, but I'm sure other people need to hear it as well. You cannot say yes to the things you want to do until you say no to the things you need to say no to. And only you know what those no's are. But I have found a lot of times people can't start doing the things that they need to do these new things, these new goals, these new activities, they can't start it because they have never learned to clear their calendar, clear their day, clear their schedule, clear off a lot of the obligations. You would be amazed at how many things you really don't have to do if you really think about it. Now, I'm not saying you don't have obligations and I'm not saying that there's not some real commitments out there and I'm not saying that there's things that you have a moral, fiduciary obligation. You are obligated to do. You gotta do. I'm not saying that. But I am saying there is a lot of things that we all can let go of and we don't because of fill in the blank. And so if you want to say yes to being able to do and to pursue those things that you know you're called to do and you want to do and you feel compelled to do, then you got to say, you got to start saying more no's. You got to start offering more no's. For every no I offer, I've just freed myself up to say yes to the things that are going to make me a better person and it's going to help me help others along the way. Hope you've enjoyed this podcast. This was how to get started. You know, the hardest thing about getting started is just getting started. As you've heard that old cliche, and these are the five things I think if you work on and start being more cognitive of and just be intentional with, ask yourself, am I just trying to overcome an initial inertia that the things and the routines I'm in? Maybe that's hurting me. Maybe I've got a fear of failure. Or maybe I've lacked clarity and I feel a little overwhelmed. Or maybe I'm letting perfect be the enemy of good and I've got this thing of perfectionism. Or maybe I've got limited time and resources and I need to really examine how I'm allocating that time, money, resource so that I can start doing the things that's going to have a greater impact uh, in my life and in the life of others. If you do that, I'm telling you, you're going to be able to start those things that you want to start with and can get started today. Thank you for listening to our show today. If you have any questions or would like to speak with us about your goals, then please call or text us at 864-507-9696. Reach out to us online at terrywilson3.com.